now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their location downtown now open for lunch. Head West Subs. 7-Eleven, 68 degrees. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. It is the Council Roundup. Last night was a committee of the whole, so no final action, but they determined what is on the consent agenda that'll pass all together next week and what's been put on the debate agenda, where there's still some more conversation expected. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. But first, let's hear how well the city's finances are doing. Here is Treasurer Misty Busher with her Treasurer's Report. The corporate fund in the month of June had a beginning balance of $38,043,112. We took in total receipts of $21,648,412. We had total disbursements in the month of June of $21,020,672, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of June of $38,670,852. Wow. I thought uh, having a, a, a check balance of uh, you know $3 million several years ago was good, and then it got up to like a 11 million we're like wow that's pretty good and then all of a sudden uh, a couple of weeks ago it was 17 million now it's 38 million that's uh that's a pretty uh um fat bank uh let's just put it that way <laughs> uh and that's after getting 17 million dollars from the federal taxpayers uh as part of the american rescue plan and if you recall we talked last hour about how uh cities in illinois over 50,000 people got those monies directly and they're getting two tranches so two packs of this this money 17 million for springfield one time and i believe next year they get 17 million more uh and cities across the 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 state are getting you know 10 million, 8 million. City of Chicago is getting 1.9 billion. Uh, so a lot of the smaller communities, though, that are under 50,000, they have yet to see this money and see its impacts directly onto their city coffers. And that's uh, going to be impacting, uh, is impacting, because the Pritzker administration hasn't acted on it yet to uh, facilitate releasing those dollars to smaller communities. Like all of those out the Taylorvilles, the Litchfields, the, uh, you know, the, the communities that are around Decatur, uh, all over the listening area. There's over 1,200 smaller cities that have yet to get the funds from federal taxpayers, the like of Springfield's got, where they now have $38 million uh, checkback. Uh, meanwhile, uh, other issues brought up last night. The contract reports, you don't necessarily hear details about that because aldermen get a list of all the contracts under a certain threshold. I believe it's $50,000. Uh, then they get the chance to review, uh, and that's a lot of the decisions that are unilaterally made by uh, the mayor in how they spend the money. Uh, but uh, the contract report comes up, and Alderwoman Connolly has a question about uh, trees. For the beautification plans for the downtown planters and trees, I just wanted to know what the timeline was for that, if we're actually getting trees planted. and Mayor Jim Langfelder responding. Yeah, we're uh, hoping to get them in in the fall. I don't know if uh, Jeff Reams here or Public Works Director, I think he's out, but it'll be for the fall. So we'll see the uh, trees going up in the fall. They're going to just be seeds. Are they going to be little treelings? How's this going to work? I think it's supposed to be a combination of the two, but um, we'll have uh, Nate give a presentation next week. All right, so uh, you'll hear about that next week. Meanwhile, they jumped right into ordinances up for consideration. Here's Clerk Lesko laying them out. 2021-298, an ordinance authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $300,000 $300, to provide funds 
to assist in small business recovery loan program to be administered by the Justine Peterson Housing and Reinvestment Corporation for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. All right, so we've heard Justin Peterson uh, before in the past, and it's an organization that helps uh, unbankable individuals. What exactly is that? People who have trouble finding banks. Businesses, individuals, uh, people who may not have a traditional relationship with the bank, uh, Justin Peterson helps facilitate that. So this is a contract to ultimately work with Justin Peterson uh, to help facilitate some of the uh, the business loans that are going to be available from some of these federal funds. Uh, here's Alderman Sean Gregory. The uh, constituent in the crowd, um, Dominic Watson, I, I asked him to come tonight to speak on his thoughts on um, how he could possibly partner with the city to um, administer um, this same program like they have done in the past. Dominic Watson gets up there. He's with the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce and shares his thoughts. There has been some challenges that have existed in the past as it relates to administering funds of this nature, specifically with the partner um, that's listed. But it is our it is our commitment that we'll bring a full proposal to the table to hopefully partner with Justin Peterson to administer this grant. So uh, he says that um, uh, the best way to do this is to have somebody local uh, to be that local conduit, to talk with the businesses on the ground, hear directly from them, respond to them directly in a short time, and be that conduit on a local basis. With the work that we're doing to inspire, develop, and promote black economic success, it's our commitment to work with Justine Peterson to administer this grant as long as there's a firm partnership. And again, we'll bring a full proposal next week to the council to ensure that um, that we can, again, partner with Justine Peterson to deliver on, on this, this grant. So Watson's not looking to take the contract from anybody. He's just looking to uh, partner with. Here's Alderwoman Conley. We went through the process of, of picking this organization, but I, I'm happy to hold this. I think we should be hold this ordinance in, in committee until... Um, we have some more firmly established protocols and procedures in place for responding to people's contacts, um, technical support for people who are applying for these right. loans, and um, hmm. ensuring that, that the maximum amount of dollars is going directly to our businesses. So uh, there's an effort to possibly delay this a bit. And uh, how exactly we go about uh, ensuring that we get this done in a timely fashion, I think, is, uh, is a sticking point here. Uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, he wants to have some bids put out. Uh, I assume their fee, uh, looking at it, their fee is 3%. What if we bid this out and we got somebody that came in and was only going to take 1%? We can get more money out to the people. Um, that's that's part of it that, you know, I know we've used these guys in the past, but I think that it's something we need to, to look at the, you know, potential bid on. And I... I, I I don't think we hurt ourselves by going out for bid. So. All right, so we'll hear more about this contract, the importance of it, and what exactly the uh, uh, Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce leader, Dominic Watson, wants to do uh, in partnership. So stay tuned. A lot of other ordinances as well, uh, including some big dollar ticket items for CWLP. Uh, they're looking for a new lobbyist and a whole bunch of other issues as well concerning federal money and how to spend it. It's on the way here at the council. Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. So we're hearing some uh, back and forth about this contract to help get out some small business administrative loans to businesses that have been impacted by the pandemic. 
uh, and uh, a contract with Justine Peterson uh, to be able to facilitate some of that. And the Black Chamber of Commerce from Springfield area there last night, Dominic Watson asking for it to be delayed slightly just so that they can work closer uh, in, in tandem of sorts to be a conduit locally for Justine Peterson. Uh, here's the mayor explaining uh, all of the ins and outs about uh, this contract and its significance. They'll be here next week. So I'd ask that it be not held, but put on the debate. But uh, you have the uh, cover sheet that talks about um, Justine Peterson and how it's created from an advocate for housing, uh, a female advocate for housing and business development. And then on the uh, next page is the activity that they have done. And actually, uh, LaShonda Fitch, she probably could speak to it, our Oak Ridge Cemetery director, she used to be the lender for Justine Peterson. And so uh, with the results, uh, they've done $1.8 million in Springfield. And uh, you know, right now, the essence or the need to move on with this, they would deploy up to, uh, I think it's a million dollars of SBA loan programs, uh, proceeds. And all loans made before September, it's my understanding, and they'll talk about it next week, all loans made by September, uh, those individuals would receive three months worth of payments to their loan. So there's a, a little bit of a, a time constraint here. Uh, the mayor also laid out uh, a variety of different numbers to indicate uh, Justine Peterson's track record. We're 83% were black uh, businesses, and then it breaks out the rest. Uh, by gender, it was 57% female, and then uh, it gives a low mod income uh, breakdown by the loans, and it is throughout the city. And he said that was from previous efforts that Justine Peterson put together on previous federal tax dollars the city got. So uh, ultimately, uh, Justine Peterson's in place, he says. They've got the banking um, uh, chops. They've got the relationships with local lenders. Uh, they've uh, worked with them throughout, uh, so they feel it's just kind of turnkey to get Justine Peterson in. Uh, the mayor warning to not delay this. If you delay it, you miss the opportunity for that SBA uh, funding opportunity with regards to the extra payments for an individual's loan. So at least we should hear from the experts from JC or Justine Peterson and have that discussion next week. So that will be next week. Alderwoman DeCenso putting her thoughts in. We talk about local all the time. This You're, you're a local guy. This is obviously a company out of St. Louis. Um, why we wouldn't, you know, You've offered and been turned down, it sounds like, by Justine Peterson a few times, so I have nothing against them. But if we have a local person that's involved in this you know, local kind of program, I think that's better for all of us, and it's better for the city. And here's uh, Dominic Watson again from the Springfield uh, uh, Black Chamber of Commerce. They have a great mission. They're a great organization, proven track record. But who can you call locally to talk to to get things done? He continues. I want to come to the table with a solution as opposed to saying, well, let's, let's pump the brakes entirely. So again, I want to come to the table to work with them um, as opposed to, to taking away from, from their efforts. Alderman Sean Gregory uh, has uh, some ideas about this as well. With all due respect to Ms. Peterson and this, this program, it's not really about that. It's more about just having a local voice that can really get out. And we had a discussion today, you know, of what 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 I would expect for, for somebody who's running this program to get out and really um, among the people. I'm really big about that, about getting out among the people and really sitting down and having some face-to-face conversations. So Here's the mayor responding to some of that. And the only way to be successful is to have uh, local representation. But you have to have the financial resources. That's the $2 million of loan pool funds. 
and that's why we're sending. That's why we're asking for the fifty thousand dollars to have a local representation uh, to carry out those functions. Now, Alderman uh, Andrew Proctor, uh, he said that uh, this really can't wait. Uh, it seems that government slow walks a lot of things lately. Because I feel like I don't think we should. We waited too long on the rental assistance program. We waited too long on the business grant program, and just wait too long right now. I just, I just feel like any day we wait, a business will suffer. Yeah. So a lot of back and forth on this, uh, but I think one thing that uh, is is also important is something that uh, Alderman Donnelly uh, brought up, uh, Donnellan rather, uh, and that uh, deals with um, well just the uh, the lack of kind of uh, a heads up on this before uh, actually all the details spilled out last night. I, I learned a lot about this tonight because nobody has talked to us about it at all. And Mayor, what you said about the, the loans and the timing, I and mean, that's an important thing. I, I just want to make a suggestion. And his suggestion is uh, we need to have uh, some of these one-on-ones in advance. And you can go back to last month, the month before, the year before, time and time again. We ask these elementary questions, and a lot of my constituents, a lot of people that come to the council meetings say, why are they asking about, you know, just uh, some basic questions? Because we don't know anything about it until the ordinance is dropped. This is important. And we'll likely hear a lot more about it next week as well. All right, coming back, a lot of other ordinances tackled last night at the Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. All right, still a lot to get to here at the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their location downtown, now open for lunch. Head West Subs. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. The Council Roundup each and every week. Review of the Tuesday evening City Council meeting, so hopefully it's informative. Uh, a lot of ordinances to tackle now. Uh, let's get to it. Here's all the uh, former alderman, uh, current city clerk, Frank Lesko, laying out some ordinances. In an amount not to exceed $117,677 for upgrades to Trimble System for the Office of Public Utilities. Move for consent. So this is for CWLP. What exactly is this? Uh, here's the question and answer uh, with Alderman Chuck Redpath and Doug Brown. It's an add-on so that basically the people in our field will be able to uh, better track the outage information and, uh, and also actually record information going back to it. And then eventually, uh, uh, once we get more advanced metering, we'll be able to have actually see the, the meters too, whether they're back like live or not, you know, to have power restored. Meanwhile, um, the CWLP official uh, on another ordinance... The total part of the project is $767,600, um, but the USGS is contributing 251643000 Again, this is totally separate from the reporting system. This is for like a $500,000 deal to look at and investigate uh, uh, the city's water supply, that, the water that runs into the lake and what exactly is in all of that and so on. So more from Doug Brown. And over a five-year period, we're going to contribute the remaining uh, amount of the $505,957. So what are we doing with the information that they're gathering? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> so basically this is the monitoring of the nutrients coming into the lake. So it's going to look at nitrogen, phosphorus, oxygen levels. Um, sediment loading. And it's a, a study of sorts to look at the watershed and the impacts on the watershed. Here's Alderman Redpath with his question. we got sediment coming into the lake. I'm, I'm confused. Well, again, you know, so... I mean, it's a this, lot of money. This is looking at, 
the collecting the data to tell you, it can tell you basically which creek is producing more and then you can go after that part of the watershed more heavily for the best management practices. All right, so uh, moving on to the next ordinance. For vehicles and equipment in the principal amount not to exceed five million five hundred fifteen thousand for the Office of Budget and Management. Five million dollars for OBM. What's this for? Alderwoman Connolly asking Budget Director Bill McCarty that question. For vehicles and equipment in the principal amount. All right, let's go to this over here like that and go. So does this cover the purchase of police vehicles? It does. Okay, and how many are we going to be purchasing with this? Uh, the list should have been distributed, but I believe it's 30 police patrol vehicles. And do you know how soon we'll be able to get those? Uh, as soon as they can get them with the backup in the automotive sector right now, it'll probably be six months or more. Oh, man. Guess. Didn't even think of that. <laughs> Forgot about all that. They're looking to get new police cars, and there's a, a backlog in the automotive sector because of the microchip shortage. Wow. Um, but, yeah, looking at uh, $5 million to get, what, 30-some-odd police vehicles. Uh, meanwhile, another ordinance uh, brought up but not read uh, deals with updating the communications technology within the city council chambers, new monitors, new networking, and whatnot. Uh, but uh, the uh, the clerk, Frank Lesko, he asked that it be held uh, as they continue to work on it. This takes in three different departments. Uh, the IT department, it takes in our office, and what they're doing in production and broadcast. And so it takes a little time. It's, it's very technical. We appreciate your patience, but it's going to be really good when it gets done and she does a phenomenal job so i just want to say thank you for all the all the help and we're moving forward so uh, we'll see that uh, come forward uh, at a future meeting but they went ahead and held that in committee next up uh, first in a series of different ordinances opening up a liquor license for a business this one seems appropriate in order to increase the number of class c liquor licenses by one for cec entertainment LLC doing business as Chuck E. Cheese's located at 2369 South MacArthur Boulevard. Move to consent. Yeah. Second. Any discussion? If you need liquor anywhere, it's at Chuck E. Cheese. What? Barbecues drinking? Just a fact. Just a fact. Chuck E. Cheese. CEC Entertainment. Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, getting that uh, liquor ordinance because if there's any place you need a drink, it's a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, next up, uh, here we go, another ordinance. Authorizing a supplemental appropriation in the amount of $75,000 to provide funds for lobbying activities for the city of Springfield. All right, so Springfield looking to get its own lobbyists. Now, we've talked before about the Illinois Municipal League, and it's brought up in this debate a bit, but uh, obviously uh, city government has a lot of issues that are individualized just for that particular city. Not necessarily could be lumped in all together with all municipalities, uh, but uh, they're looking to get their own uh, lobbyists just specifically for city issues. Here's Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. Um, so this just provides spending authority, and we agree to that we're going to hire a lot Lobbyist. Now, it's my understanding this will go out as a personal services contract or go out for RFP, um, and then we will accept bids, I'm, ex I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, here's Alderman Redpath. It's an obstacle every time you walk into that building. I mean, you're, Capital. You, a lot of you guys know that already, so it's tough to do. Yeah, it is tough to do. Uh, and uh, here's Alderwoman DeCenso with some more. The mayor will still be going to the Capitol regularly. Um, we know that. You know, we still have the IML that lobbies as a whole. But as we're seeing, you know, uh, 
and we've all dealt with them over the years in different capacities, that other municipalities, it is that is standard for them to have their own lobbyists. Absolutely. More from the alderwoman. You know, we can't have these last minute May ordinances come up saying we support this or we support that. We need a, a comprehensive plan of where we want to go and how we want to get there. And that's what a lobbyist will help us do. And then you've got the idea of, well, when is this going to be implemented? Because they've got fall veto session coming up. And I believe that that is in October. Uh, and they could be tackling all kinds of things. I'm also seeing uh, some indication that they could possibly be back for the state fair. Uh, and dealing with, I don't know, the energy legislation, for instance. And that's something that Alderman Ralph Hanauer said uh, really needs to be a major focus uh, right up front. I think, obviously, we, we need to get somebody working on the, for, for CWL, you know, on the CWLP, on the clean energy, because that's going to be big. That's going to be a big thing. And that's, that could be devastating to our, to our utility. To me, that's the, that's the you know, we, we really need to push push that right away um, because we got to have somebody up there that can talk talk to other people that, that it's knowledgeable and what that what uh, how devastating that would be <clears throat> to to uh, you know municipal utilities now mayor jim langfelder lays out some of his thoughts on uh getting a uh, lobbyist specifically for the city and again paying like 70 plus thousand dollars for it we don't want to duplicate efforts we want to make sure we thread the needle so to speak with these lobbying lobbying funds well and you're, you're right mayor there is there is a i mean you know we're not the only ones uh dealing with this issue um, the only Municipal Utility Association, uh, they have a, you know, a lobbyist there that uh, we utilize quite a bit for energy type issues, uh, utility issues, and uh, as well as uh, you know, Prairie State, uh, uh, you know, Jerring facility, same way they have you know, their lobbyist as well. Um, so there's a lot of entities that are helping push in the right direction. I will say that you know sometimes those are everybody's interests are a little bit different. Things kind of diverge a little bit, um, and you know uh, you come to a certain point where you, you we have to explain to the the state legislators what our specific issues are, and that's where you really need to be able to have that help. And somebody you know that specifically addresses individualized uh, issues. Uh, so they discussed that and put on the uh, the agenda, so we'll likely hear more about that in the future as well. So they got through all the ordinances. Now it's time for unfinished business, new business, and just general discussion, really. Um, in other business, Alderman Redpath had a, a pretty graphic picture in front of him that he wanted to bring attention to uh, CWLP's Doug Brown. Do we have an exterminator that works out there taking care of our insect rodent problems? Uh, you know, I, I know they've had contracts in the past. I couldn't tell you, well, you know, what we have right picture, now. This is a picture of a hole in a guy's leg, oh. which is one of our employees who was bit by a brown recluse spider out there. And what I've been told by their employees out there that the brown recluses are they're, they're, the infestation is overwhelming. No. Would you please follow up with that? Because this is un. This is unsafe for our workers, and we can't have it. Oh, uh, kind of. I'm kind of arachnophobic. Uh, uh, arachnophobic. Uh, my mom took me to go see arachnophobia when I was a kid, and it ruined me. <laughs> it ruined me. Uh, John Candy did great in that. Or uh, uh, not John Candy. Uh, who was there? Come on, John Candy wasn't in that. Uh, John Goodman was wonderful in that. Uh, but man, that movie scared the daylights out of me, and I've forever 
just freak out even if I see a daddy long leg. All right, uh, moving on. Other uh, measures that uh, they talked about, of course, they really hit the federal funds and how to spend those dollars. Here's Alderman Hanauer about those federal dollars. We'll see it go quick if we spend a million here, a million there. And I'd like to, I just would like to kind of see what this, what, what, you know, what your plan is. And the city, again, getting $33 million. That's part of the billions going out to cities across the country. And uh, here in uh, the state of Illinois, uh, that's part of uh, more than $2 billion going to cities, 50000 and more. And the city's already gotten $17 million of that. More from Alderman Hanauer. Uh, we've all got drainage problems in our ward. I guarantee you every ward has a drainage problem. Um, and I'm sure that we may not be able to fix everything, but it would be a good start to get things moving on. The whole city was affected by COVID. There wasn't, it, it, it didn't matter which side you're on, the whole city was affected by it. And uh, this is money that we can use to help with some major problems that we've, we all have. Alderman Sean Gregory uh, brought forward some policy initiatives uh, from a group. And this this comes from the Center on Budget and Policy Institute. But and he laid out those policies he'd like to see the federal dollar spent on. That, that it did um, point out was the targeting aid the most most in need due to the COVID-19 and consequent economic crisis, advanced the uh, anti-racist and equitable policies, both short-term and long-term, to dismantle uh, persistent racial, ethnic, gender, and economic in uh, inequities, um, strengthen state revenue systems, and sustain, transform long-term investment in black and brown, indigenous, in immigrant, and low-income communities. Um, it does cut out um, funding for restoring funds, cuts to schools and other services. Um, so, so many of these funds are, are really targeted um, for areas um, hit by the, the hardest with COVID impact. So we're going to hear a lot more about this back and forth, about where these dollars should go. Should it be equally distributed or should it be equitably distributed? Uh, again, uh, there seems to be a, a difference in uh, public policy discussions between equality and equity. And uh, you're going to hear a lot more about this as these dollars are uh, spent and where they go ultimately. Here's the mayor. Um, that's why we're going to come forward with an ordinance with the Salvation Army and the safety net approach. Because He's talking about the homeless situation, which was something else that Alderman Gregory brought up. But Alderman Williams, he said that, listen, there's obviously some areas of the city that need more money. Their streets haven't been touched for 60 years and that uh, where his relative lives on... Farm Hill subdivision right off of Archer Elevator somewhere over there. They're only 19 years old, and they just got all redone. So uh, Alderman Williams brought that up. He also raised concern about uh, some developers in his area that are looking to get some kind of development going, but says they keep finding roadblocks, and it's causing them to want to walk away. And that's something that Alderman Ralph Hanauer said is not just happening on the east side. But yet this guy's getting... He said uh, it's happening on uh, their side as well. But yet this guy... Here we go. Let's go with uh, Alderman Hanauer. There we go. All right. Dango. Come on, I didn't press alt. About about having projects that come up, you know, uh, development, and have them stymied a little bit. Mm -hmm. Believe me, we all have We've seen all it. Um, we have got to change the culture of our employees. Instead of saying no, saying what can we do to make this work?
And he says that's not happening. And uh, they just need to pick up the phone and make some phone calls. That's your council roundup from last night. I'm on the WMAY morning news feed.